From Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Monday, February 15th. I'm Katie Clark. International forces continue to battle the Taliban for control of Marja in southern Afghanistan. Improvised explosive devices are hampering the advance. American soldiers in Afghanistan are trying to find the IEDs before the IEDs find them. It's, uh, it's always scary going out there when you're looking for stuff that's meant to hurt you. But uh, it's a good feeling when you finally make it, you're that much closer to going home. Also today, a French judge issues an arrest warrant for American cyclist Floyd Landis. First, this news. BBC News with Mary Small. The Greek finance minister, George Papakonstantinou, has urged European Union leaders to explain clearly how they will, if needed, help Greece to overcome its financial crisis. Mr. Papakonstantinou spoke as the EU finance ministers began meeting in Brussels to discuss the austerity measures already announced by Athens. Rodney Smith reports. International confidence in not only Greece, but also the stability of the 16-member Eurozone has been badly shaken since member nations pledged aid to Greece last week without revealing specifics. The Eurozone ministers say they will check Greece's progress in March, but in fact what they really want is the ability to audit Greece's public finances. Trust in Greece's ability to do what it says has been eroded by an official report that showed that Greece had falsified data to hide the extent of last year's deficit. The American Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, has been holding talks in Saudi Arabia with King Abdullah about Iran's nuclear program. Mrs. Clinton was expected to seek his help in getting international backing for new sanctions against Iran. Earlier in Qatar, she said the U.S. feared Iran was becoming a military dictatorship. NATO countries have reported mixed progress on the third day of a major offensive in southern Afghanistan. British and Afghan troops are said to be advancing swiftly in the district of Nadi Ali in Helmand province. But American forces around the Taliban stronghold of Marja have been hampered by sniper fire and improvised explosive devices, or IEDs. An independent Afghan MP, Fauzia Kofi, said many of the Taliban were leaving for neighboring districts. She said the use of explosives and weapons was making the local population more vulnerable. The Taliban now use a lot of IEDs, and certainly the Afghan forces and the international community will also use different weapons and equipments to win this war. This will put the Afghan nation, the nation in Marjad district, more vulnerable and at risk of civilian casualties. In an incident unrelated to the offensive in Helmand, NATO says an airstrike against suspected insurgents in Kandahar province has killed five civilians. It said a patrol of NATO and Afghan troops saw people digging a path and mistakenly thought they were planting explosives. Libya has stopped issuing entry visas to citizens of those European Union countries that also belong to the Schengen border-free zone. Ranawat Jawad reports. The ban covers the majority of EU member states, with the exception of the UK and Ireland, as well as Cyprus and Romania. An unconfirmed report at the weekend alleged that Switzerland, a Schengen member, issued a travel ban list of 188 Libyan citizens, including Colonel Muammar Gaddafi and his family. However, in recent months, Libya complained that Schengen states were restricting visas 
Rana Jawad, World News from the BBC. The United Nations agency UNICEF says it sent relief teams into Mongolia to help the authorities cope with the effects of an exceptionally severe winter freeze. Thick snow and temperatures of minus 40 have killed 2 million livestock and left isolated herders and villagers without food, fuel or medical care. UNICEF says it's trying to get an aid convoy through to one area where 4,000 children are in urgent need of help. The Mongolian authorities say nine children have died from the cold in one province alone. The authorities in Belgium now say that at least 18 people were killed in a train crash on the outskirts of Brussels. Adam Minot reports from the crash site. At 8.30 local time this morning, two crowded commuter trains were rounding a bend in a village in the suburbs of the Belgian capital, Brussels, when they collided head-on. The number of people killed in this accident has been climbing all day. More than 150.